More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, anxious no more. Let us help you beat anxiety and build your confidence. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, anxious no more. We want to help you beat anxiety, reclaim your peace, and build your confidence. Give us a call today at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 25. Are worries wearing you out? Is fear getting in your way? Or maybe you're anxious about something in your life or relationships. We want to help you reclaim your peace and confidence through God's grace. Give us a call. Let's talk through it today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. Now you may think since, you know, the weekend is approaching, You can chill out. There's nothing to be anxious about. But that's what sets us up for the idea of the Sunday night scaries or, you know, the coming back from vacation dread or all of those things that kind of ramp up our anxiety when we avoid getting new skills, really looking at things and saying, what can I do about this? What do I have to learn that will make me feel better? Anxiety has a tendency to follow us until we address it and learn the skills that we need to be able to turn it way down or make it go away altogether. And, you know, the enemy loves that. The enemy loves to cause us a lot of anxiety. And that is why I really believe that Jesus said so many times, peace, my peace be unto you. Because he doesn't want us to be stuck in a a sense of anxiety. Now, that doesn't mean anxiety is a sin. It means it's a normal reaction to a fallen world that kind of gets control of us, takes over our way of thinking so that we become distant from God, his consolations, his Holy Spirit. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be close to him, walking with him, knowing we're loved by him and feeling his peace. And if you're kind of sick and tired of dealing with anxiety or watching someone you love experience anxiety and you're thinking, what in the world do I do to help myself or help this person? Oh, we're here for you today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. And whether you are anxious about a particular problem, 
not sure what to do about it and it's really keeping you up at night or preoccupying your mind or you're just experiencing that kind of undercurrent of fear worry or anxiety that's stealing your peace and robbing your joy we want to help you come out on top and be less of a worrier and more of a warrior today on more to life the number again 877-573-7825 let's talk it out and find ways to reclaim your peace and and your joy 877-573-7825 now i want to be clear here we have different levels of anxiety all of us do at different points in our lives depending on what we're we've gone through and who we are and what we're dealing with so certainly if you're dealing with chronic anxiety or anxiety attacks we are here for that but i think all of us walk around with some kind of anxiety gnawing at us in our brain because we have problems right there are things that we must deal with so whether you're feeling a large sense of anxiety or you're just saying you know i'm a little anxious about having to talk to this person deal with that issue i've got a a bit of anxiety about the stage of life that i'm in what's going to happen to my kids in this crazy world you know how do they how do i raise them to be faithful catholics when the whole world is telling them something else and it's kind of you know maybe you keeping you up at night sometimes or stealing a little bit of that joy of yours or really preoccupying your thoughts wherever you are in dealing with anxiety we're here for you today on more to life 877-573-7825 that's 877-573 7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years, actually, on creation history, uh, excuse me, on, on creation, salvation history, history. <laughs> the Gospels, uh, and showed how those things reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier holier relationships now as we said anxiety is common you know we all feel stressed and worried and anxious at times the theology of the body reminds us though that it was never god's intention that we would be anxious in fact the first anxiety attack occurred immediately after the fall when adam and eve felt separated from god and each other and they actually try to hide from god You know, we tend to think that anxiety is an unavoidable part of life. But the theology of the body reminds us to look to God's design of the body to understand God's plan for us. And brain scientists tell us that we weren't naturally built to be anxious. In fact, anxiety is a sign that we're feeling disconnected from the help, support, and connection to God and others that we were created to live in well that's right and research shows that even when we're going through hard times if underneath it all we feel securely attached to the people around us our brains actually produce chemicals that help us stay calm by contrast even when we're not facing problems if we struggle to feel connected to others or if our connection to others is being threatened in some way Our brain produces chemicals that make us feel anxious. Anxiety is meant to be a message that says, 
Go find safe, healthy people to support and help you. The theology of the body reminds us that biology is theology, and by prayerfully reflecting on God's design of our bodies, we can discern important insights about what it takes to live a healthy, holy life and have healthy, holy relationships. The theology of the body and brain science remind us that the key to peace is seeking stronger communion with God and cultivating the community of love that God's placed around us. You know, but that's that's easy to say, but a little harder to do whenever you're feeling under the gun of anxiety. And so if you are feeling worried about something, if fear is getting in your way, or if you're anxious about a particular problem in your life or relationships, or just experiencing an ongoing undercurrent of anxiety that's robbing your peace and stealing your joy, we want to help you rebuild your confidence and move forward with God's grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you remind us that you are the source of the peace that this world cannot give. And you tell us to not be anxious about all of the things in our life. But it's so hard, Lord. We become consumed with worry and anxiety about all the little things and the big things that we have to deal with every day. And often those things separate us from your grace, from your peace, from your love. We ask you now to help strengthen that connection so that even in challenging times, we can know that you are walking with us and working in us and through us to help us overcome all of the challenges that cause us to be anxious. When we have concerns, help us to approach those concerns not in a way that leads to anxiety, but in a way that draws us closer to you, to the help and support of the people you've placed in our lives, and enable us to connect with all the resources that we have when we are our best selves, so that in the face of all of those challenges, we can glorify you and bear witness to the power of your grace in our lives. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we're talking about anxiety on our show titled Anxious No More. We want to help you beat fear, worry, and anxiety, build your confidence, and reclaim your peace. Give us a call. Whether you're worried about a particular challenge in your life or relationships or just feeling anxious on the edges all around, we want to help you live a more peaceful, confident, and grace-filled life. The number 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. We're talking now with Laura, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Laura, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? I have been estranged from my family for six years. Uh, I went through a divorce, and they have, not my parents, but my siblings have remained friends with him. And I I just feel like it's such a stab in the back to to stay friends with somebody who has cheated and cheated and cheated. Well, especially and if they're not staying friends with you. So, I mean, you're their sister, 
and he's their yes, ex-brother-in-law. So talk to me about this choice of theirs. Yeah. Why are they rejecting you? Because it says on the board that they were angry. You had a Catholic marriage. You got divorced. They became very rule-bound about it, and that's why you haven't talked to them. But if they're talking to him, something's not adding up for me. Help me here. So they have... My sister went through a divorce, too, um, right before I did, and hers was due to um, abuse. And they... They felt like that was okay, but in you don't. There's things to work through when you are trying to work out your marriage. And yes, I did try to work it out, and it just didn't work. I mean, and sure, I get what you're saying that you know they had kind of a rule bound thing. But why are they friends with him and not you? That's what I'm confused about. So 28 years of marriage, there's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of things that go on in a family that, you know, a lot of things that you say to your husband that you wouldn't want your family to hear, or you do things in your family that you wouldn't want your family to know that you do in a marriage. Um, and even their relationship with him was at, at tumultuous at times. But, you know, I don't know if he divulged those secrets, but when I separated from him and then filed for divorce, when I was in legal separation, everything was fine. But when I filed for the divorce, that's when they just, they was stopped talking to me. They stopped interacting with me. Um, my children's graduations from high school and moving to college were tumultuous. I mean, but I saw them with him. And then I went home for Christmas this year. And out of the, I don't know how it happened, but I walked into a restaurant when I was in my hometown. And he was sitting there with my sister her partner and his new wife. So and let me ask you, I mean, I you so, so so what what's happened when you have you ever gone to your family and just said, you know, and tried to talk this out, you know, why is it that you're oh, so yes. friendly with him and and what's the response you get? Uh, you know what you did. Okay. So so um what can we help you with here? What are you looking for? I, I'm so trepidatious. They asked me I I called my dad on Father's Day and um I saw a picture of him and I was so taken aback by his his, he's dealing with some health issues, and I, I asked them once a time, one one time. I said, "May maybe I could come for a visit," and my dad said, "Well, I would love that." And I, I get that my dad has some dementia, so I was thinking, okay, is he just thinking that as a, you know, um, in in not his right mindset? But then my mom said, "You know, I think that would be a good idea." Hmm. Okay. So, and what's your question? I was overjoyed but now i'm very nervous about what i'm what i'm going to be walking into will you be seeing all of your family or just your dad i imagine that they all live in the same town i moved away um when i divorced mm -hmm. um the family it's just too many memories for me i moved far away and i i'm, I'm very scared i'm i'm i mean well, so here's what I would suggest to you. I mean, so you, you, you've, you've gotten, you know, an invitation from your dad and your mom. I, I think it's, 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 it's okay to visit. But in terms of the extended family relationships, you know, you don't want to walk into that situation and just sort of say everything's fine now. Right? Or even pretend. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you can be, um, you know, uh, as Jesus put it, you know, you can treat the rest of the family as you would a tax collector. In other words, you're not rude to the tax collector. You don't want to be audited, right? You, you don't cross the street when you see the tax collector. You, you nod, you smile, you're polite, and then you move on. I think that that's the kind of relationship you want to have with the siblings for now. And, at some, and if the opportunity presents itself, you can say, look, guys, I'd really love to be a lot closer to you, but you've really hurt me. And, and you know, if you're ready to talk through that, 
um, and 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 work toward a healthier relationship. I, I would be happy to do that, but I can't I can't just suddenly start hanging out with you and, and acting like nothing ever happened. This has really been torturous for me, and you guys haven't been there through the worst of it all. Um, so I, I you know so so in other words, you're going to visit to, to pay respect to your father to visit with him. He's opened that visit. Your mom is supportive of that visit. Uh, you know I would try to go when the siblings couldn't be there, but if they did show up, you know be polite, be civil, keep it superficial. Uh, if they'd make any attempt to discuss anything deeper, really set that boundary that says, look, I, I love you guys and I would love to be in a deeper relationship with you, but we got a lot to work out before we can get there because you guys abandoned me in, in my in my pain and I'm just not ready to have just a normal relationship with you until you really do apologize for the way you treated me. And that's okay. So you don't have to be nervous about, I understand you're gonna, there's going to be some anxiety, but, but you don't have to be nervous about them stepping all over your boundaries because you're going to keep them at arm's length. And it's okay to keep them at arm's length because they're not safe to be in a closer relationship. And until they show you that they can be safe to be in a closer relationship, it is appropriate and perfectly Christian to say, look guys, uh, there's stuff to work out, right? So, you know, even Jesus talks about, you know, the need to leave your gifts at your altar and go work out your stuff with your neighbor, right? You know, so it's it's perfectly appropriate to set those boundaries with your siblings and, and not let them just pretend like everything was just fine or just jump all over you and attack you. Um, so. I hope that, Laura, that those suggestions will be helpful. We do talk more about setting these kinds of boundaries that protect you from the drama but open the door to possible reconciliation. In my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Again, that's God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. You can pick that up at catholiccounselors.com, as well as learning about all the other resources we have for you, including learning more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice if you feel like that would be something that would give you additional support. But Laura, I I hope that you'll be able to run with these suggestions. And if there's more we can do for you, you know where to find us. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you about anxiety today on More to Life. And if you are struggling with worries, fears, or anxieties about a particular problem in your life or relationships, as Laura was just sharing, or you're just experiencing an ongoing undercurrent of anxiety that's robbing your peace and stealing your joy, we want to help you reclaim your confidence in God's grace and move forward in a strong and confident way. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls. Plus, Rachel Watkins of uh, of Little Flowers Girls Club is going to be joining us as well. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling. 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. This program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at Ave Maria Radio. 
This July 4th from Angel Studios, who brought you his only son and the chosen, comes a true story of courage and redemption. Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, who portrayed Jesus in The Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only in theaters July 4th. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Anxious No More as we talk about beating anxiety, fear, and worry, and reclaiming our peace, confidence, and joy in the Lord. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Watkins. She is the developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club and mom of 11. Hey, Rachel. Welcome to More to Life. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Lisa. It's great to talk with you. Now, Rachel, I'm so glad that you're addressing this because even though you've raised your kids all Catholic and done all these great things, you experience what every other family on the planet experiences, which means no matter how holy we try to raise our kids, we're still human and sometimes we or our kids get anxious. And as a mom of kids who have experienced this to one degree or another, what are parents to do in this situation to support their kids if they're coping, trying to cope with anxiety? Well, I'm grateful you brought this up, like you said, Lisa, because a lot of us deal with it. And I just want to tell parents lessons Matt and I have learned. And the first important lesson is do not waste time finding fault. Matt and I wasted a lot of time pointing the finger at each other. Oh, this child with anxiety is because of how you parented, how I parented, how we parented. That just delayed us finding the solutions they needed. Instead of seeing that we had a child who was anxious in social situations or found new experiences intimidating to the point of panic attacks, Matt and I spun our wheels for way too long. What we want to do is find solutions that work, and those are often outside of our house with the help of very good books and even better experts. You know, we have, to, we have to realize that. That first step is so important. The why, you know, the blame really doesn't matter. In any kind of situation, the problem solving really does, and we need as many skills as we possibly can get. What was the next step? Their feelings matter. I was guilty at times of saying, oh, you don't need to be afraid of that. I don't know why that scares you. This is something you've done before instead of, I'm sorry you're afraid. Can I listen to what you want to tell me? I always went to let me solve, let me solve instead of let me listen and be quiet next to you as you tell me what you're going through. You know, it's funny that, I mean, this is, 
might take us in a different direction. I don't want to do that. But 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 it's funny that you to hear you say that. You know, I know that that a lot of wives complain that their husbands are fixers. But mm. I think that parents and moms and particularly can be fixers of their kids' feelings too, exactly. and uh, make that same mistake where you know instead of really listening and empathizing, we're just rushing in to fix. And it's just as obnoxious when uh, <laughs> when husbands do it as when yeah. moms do it. <laughs> exactly. And I had to listen to my feelings about it and listen to Matt's feelings about mm. it. Matt felt a failure as a dad. I felt it was all my fault because I was with them in homeschooling. But when we listened to each other's fears, then we could get to a point of reaching out for the help we needed to help our children feel better about themselves and to face their anxiety and their struggles with real meaningful tools. Yeah, I, you know, what you're, when you're saying this, I'm thinking, when we sit around thinking it's my fault and if I hadn't done this, we make it about us. And what our kids yeah. are asking is, can it be about me? Can you help me find the skills I need to fix this? Like, don't make this about you, mom and dad. This has to be about you stepping up as parents and saying, all right, we need to figure out new skills to fix this. Just like if our kids came down with a disease, we wouldn't sit around pondering, you know, what we did wrong. We'd get ourselves together, pull up our boots and say, let's get to the specialist who can help us find the solution to your health crisis. It's the same thing. We can't get stuck in in ponderousness and mulling things over. Our kids are waiting for us to step up and help them. And the last thing is, let your child know that you want to help them. It took a while for Matt and I to make some phone calls, to pray about it, to ask people for help with our kids. And, but our child felt better knowing that we heard them, we realized they were going through something, and then when we found the help we needed, we jumped in with both feet. But let your child know that you want them to feel as confident and as strong and to let them know that they are loved by everyone in the house, but most importantly by God himself, who wants them to be stronger than they feel. Amen. Rachel, I want to thank you so much for being with us today and being willing to share your experience and, and really some excellent insights and advice for parents out there when our kids are dealing with anxiety. If folks would like to learn more about the Little Flowers Girls Club, I really encourage them to go to BeholdPublications.com. That's BeholdPublications.com to learn about Little Flowers Girls Club. And with that, we've got to go to break. But when we come back, we are continuing to take your calls about anxiety today on our show titled anxious no more we want to help you beat anxiety and build your confidence whether you or someone you love is struggling with fear worry or anxiety god is calling us to live in his peace that's a nice thought but sometimes it's hard to know how to actually get there especially when we're worried about something in our life or relationships or when we've got that ongoing undercurrent of fear worry or anxiety Give us a call. Let us help you reclaim that peace in Christ at 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. Americans are curious about the religious devotion of others and are willing to discuss the topic, but most say they rarely have conversations about faith with their Christian friends. A study by LifeWay Research finding Americans are widely receptive to spiritual conversations in a variety of settings. 
Now, perhaps more than ever, people are open to conversions about faith, yet few Christians actually, Christians, actually take the opportunity to engage in personal evangelism. The reason conversations are not happening about the Christian faith is that Christians are not bringing it up. And I think this is key. Now, this person is not saying we shouldn't be concerned about religious liberty in the sense of, yes, there is great persecution out there. But at the end of the day, it is about the fact that we're not doing enough talking about Jesus. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my childhood. In church, we love to be reverent, to Christ present in the Eucharist, to Christ on the cross. But I was also impressed by the reverence of my friends in the Salvation Army. They had a little band, and I used to walk past the band on Sunday morning on my way to church, and I was just a child. But I said, you know, they're trying to pray to God. They're showing reverence to God. All this was reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Our children don't belong to us. They belong to God. God gives his earthly children earthly parents because he wants them to be able to feel his love through your body and see his face in your eyes. Christian moms and dads are meant to be the face of God to our kids. That's a beautiful thought, but it can be a little intimidating. Don't worry. God wants to parent with you and he gives us his grace to raise his kids well. That said, this mindset requires us to be open to parenting differently than how we were raised or what comes naturally to us. No matter how good your parents were, they weren't as perfect as our Heavenly Father is. And no matter how well we turned out, we aren't saints. Yet, every day, ask God to help you be the parent He wants you to be. Ask Him to give you the grace to love generously correct gently and let your kids know that you delight in the gift they are to you pray that god will help you be the parent he's calling you to be and enable you to bring out the best in your kids to learn more check out our book parenting your kids with grace or visit catholichom.com Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Anxious No More, we want to help you beat anxiety and reclaim your peace and build your confidence in God's grace. Today on More to Life, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. We're talking now with Michael, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Kansas. Hi, Michael. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. What's your question? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a therapist as well, and, and I refer to your stuff quite a bit, so I appreciate what y'all do. 
Oh, awesome. Um, well, thanks for that. What can so, we do for you? Yeah, so um, let's see. Quick backstory. My, my wife's aunt and uncle, um, they're taking care of their grandchild right now because um, something terrible happened to his dad. So oh, the, the aunt's done. And that was about seven years ago. And so um, the last two years, uh, I've coached him and basketball. Son's on the team, too, so what, they're like cousins once removed or whatever that would be. And um, last year on the basketball team, um, I had the uncle, so like my uncle-in-law, help me coach. And it just wasn't the best experience. And click, and he... He uh, kind of barks at the uh, the kids too much, and I just don't like his approach. Well, I had him help again this year, but halfway through the season, I just approached him, said, "Hey, you know, would rather you know you do scoreboard or do something else." And I've noticed that you've been on, you know, your your grandson quite a bit, and I just kind of want to switch things up. Well, man, if I would have known <laughs> how that would go down, um, it's gone down terribly, and so. Uh, we've been ghosted, stonewalled, um, yeah, just really angry at and, um, it. It's all my fault, and I've, like, it's been turned to where I've kicked him out of the family, the, mm. the aunt, the, up to my daughter's first communion, um, and that's her goddaughter. And so... Um, I don't know how much more you want with that, but uh, well, no, I mean, I get it. I, I mean, and, and my heart breaks for the fact, but yeah, for the fact of this estrangement, um, yeah. But 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 go ahead. Yeah, what you said your question. Yeah, my questions are: I, I can have a bit of a obsessive, uh, I don't know, temperament. I'm definitely pretty melancholic, and so I, I literally think about this every day. I mean, it doesn't. I don't collapse. I don't. You know, I, I still get things done, and I, I'm functioning well. There's one yeah. night quite a while ago where I lost sleep, but I'm wondering okay. mentally how to deal with this. But also, my daughter comes up to us last night and wonders if my if the aunt is going to come to her birthday party in a couple months. And I basically was honest with her and said, I, I really don't know. She might not. And she just cried and, and was really upset about it. And so, um, so that's... So when you when you think about you know when you think about um, trying to let go of that anxiety that you have over this situation you know recognizing that you know you, you, it doesn't sound, well, let me just say this it doesn't sound to me like you did anything wrong you know you, you you're the coach you 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 get to kind of tell your assistant you know what you need from them and you know you didn't yeah. appreciate the way he was uh, treating the other kids uh, especially his, his own relative you know <laughs> and you you know set some boundaries yeah. and in a healthy relationship yeah. with a healthy person yeah. they would say you know you know they might get a little miffed but they'd either talk through it or they'd suck it up or whatever and, oh, and they'd you know, they'd thought, see that the bigger yeah. picture right is the relationship so when you know assuming all that you know when you think about trying to let go of the anxiety about this what goes through your head about it i mean do you feel like you did something wrong i mean what, what what's what's the story that's, that's going through your mind yeah yeah that's a good point it you know 10 years ago or plus you know it would have been and sometimes i can feel this where it's like i'll just apologize i'll just apologize for whatever they want to let it go so we can move forward or yeah i think through all the little details of what i said and i could have said this that or the other but then when i you know zoom out it's like man i could have said anything perfectly and i know it would have gone down this way you yeah. Know? 
Exactly, and I think that's what you want to be able to keep in mind. And in fact, you know, you mentioned that you're a therapist. You know, I'd, I'd suggest you doing a little dialogue journaling with yourself, where you know, so the anxious part of you that says, you know, gosh, I, I hurt their feelings, I did something wrong, I, I threw a bomb into the family, this is all my fault. But then that other part of you, right, that that was just talking to me right now and saying, you know, I could have done anything. Uh, and and this would have gone well. I want you to I want that you to get in touch with that part and write back, and then just kind of go back and forth, almost like an empty chair sort of exercise, right? Where you go back and forth in the in the writing uh, to kind of coach yourself through it and kind of come to a place where you can you know be sad about the way things turned out and grieve the, the relationship, but also know that this wasn't your fault. Um, that that you you were exercising your appropriate responsibilities as a coach, looking out for the kids, looking out for the welfare of the team, uh, and and he didn't like that. You know, this is this is a person. I, I and I suspect, based on you know your own experience, you can see that that he's got some narcissistic tendencies, if not an actual narcissistic personality, um, who doesn't like to be called out on things. And when when you when you have somebody who has at least narcissistic tendencies, and you call them out on something, they they don't have enough insight to be able to see that they did something wrong and they need to fix it. They instead lash out and want to bully uh, and 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 badger you into recanting. And that's exactly what's happening here. And I think you know you you say his wife cut you off too. She's learned that the best thing to do is just to accommodate him and to be kind of codependent in this, right? So so there's a whole sick family system there where where he's the uh, part-time pagan deity of his household and his wife worships that, uh, and. And everybody, you know, and, and anybody who kind of calls him on it is going to is going to suffer his wrath. Uh, I, and I think you really need to sort of look at it through that lens so that you can recognize that, you know, you didn't do something wrong. I want you to be open to the possibility of reconciliation if he were ever to apologize. And you can say to him, look, I, you know, I, I'm I, I'm just looking out for the welfare of the team. And I think your behavior was inappropriate. If you're ready to if you if you can accept that, I'd love to be in a relationship with you. But if you can't and this is the way you have to be, then this is the way you have to be. Um, and and you, you sort of grieve the, the relationship. You, you kind of comfort your daughter with the knowledge that uh, they're not going to show up for her birthday, and you you know just just and you deal with that sad side of it. But but don't take responsibility that's not yours to take. Um, you, you did your job. You did what was, what was absolutely appropriate, and a healthy person would have responded in a healthy way, and you guys could have gotten through this. The fact that he responded as he did to the point where he's willing to blow up the family speaks to some deeper emotional wounds there on his part. Um, that you have no responsibility for. So in, in, in terms of letting that go, again, I think that dialogue journaling where you're going back and forth and just kind of talking yourself through that is going to be really, really helpful. And, uh, you know, so if, if there's more that we can do for you, you know where to find us, Michael. But I think that this nudge will get you started. Use those other skills that you've got uh, as a therapist to, to kind of you know, use those, that, that you know, the cognitive distortion stuff and all those kinds of things that will really help you. It, we, we sometimes forget to use those tools on ourselves. Uh, and I think that, you know, giving you a nudge in that direction, though, will get you the rest of the way. Thanks so much for the call, Michael. And thanks so much for using our materials in your own work. God bless you. And, uh, you know, as we head out to our break, I want to share uh, some some good news. Actually. Some excellent news. Yeah. Excellent news. We want to send out congratulations to two more members of the EWTN radio family. WQOU 104.1 FM in Mount Gilead, Ohio, is celebrating their eighth year with EWTN. Woohoo! And Cornerstone Charitable Foundation in Beloit, Kansas, marks four years with us. Congratulations to our friends at WQOU and KKSJ from all of us at EWTN, and particularly from Lisa and I and More to Life. And wherever you're listening to Catholic Radio, make sure that you're supporting your local Catholic radio station to keep it going strong and growing stronger every day. 
God bless you guys for all of your good work. With that, we are heading to our break, but before we do, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Anybody else want to crawl under a desk when you hear that? It's <laughs> a really intense command. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. Be strong and courageous. Sometimes we're just not feeling that. Well, but you know what? Being courageous doesn't mean that you're not fearful. Exactly. Doesn't mean you're not anxious, right? It, it means that you have the fear, but you're able to do it anyway. Uh, and I think that, you know, the message here is that um, when we are feeling fearful, the natural tendency is to just sort of withdraw and try to make our life smaller and smaller so that we can handle it. Uh, unfortunately, the anxiety keeps eating away at the edges of that and causing our lives to be so small that we eventually feel suffocated by it. Um, and so God is reminding us here that, yes, even when you do feel anxious, be courageous. Do the thing anyway. Step out of that comfort zone. And the more you do the, the thing that God's commanded you to, especially, uh, the less anxiety you'll feel and the, and the larger and more expansive and abundant your life will become because you're not allowing the fear to define the boundaries of where you live. Well, with that, we got to go to break. When we come back, we are continuing to take your calls about fear, worry, and anxiety today on More to Life. Whether you are worried about a particular problem in your life or relationships, or just feeling an undercurrent of anxiety ongoing in your life. We want to help you reclaim your peace, rebuild your confidence, and walk forward in the joy of the Lord. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls. Coming right up after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. What is a bromance? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. This word bromance is used by younger men to describe close friendships with other young guys. You know, the guys who man-hug and chest bump? Let's face it. Generally, women can make friends more easily than men. My wife can make a new friend coming out of the ladies' room. While this may be tougher for guys, younger men now reflect that their close male-to-male friendships are getting deeper and growing. Many guys who only seem to communicate with crude jokes to each other are now more open to sharing, being vulnerable and authentic with each other. This is likely good news for so many reasons, including emotional and mental health. Developing close male bonds includes sharing much about life. Being a good listener is a key to a strong buddy relationship, too. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. 
Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Anxious No More, as we talk about ways to beat anxiety and build your confidence through God's grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Andrea, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, thank you. I'm calling on behalf of my 12-year-old son. Um, I actually have struggled with um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD, for a couple of decades now. And I'm recognizing, I have been recognizing over the years, um, some inclinations that he has towards the same type of disorder. Um, and so I had my feelers out to try to find him a therapist and try to head this off. But unfortunately, I haven't had any luck finding someone. So hmm. there was um, an event last week that happened that kind of triggered just a cascade of anxious feelings and OCD behaviors that I can't seem to help him with. Um, what, what kind of behaviors what does he demonstrate? What does he do? Um, so something I've learned that I'm sure you know, and that maybe your listeners might not know, um, it's not just about hand washing and germs. So right. um, I struggle with OCD related to health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so contamination, fears, is, and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, or just, you know, like... Um, I had a traumatic episode, health episode, and since then it just, it was always like this anxiety that another episode is right around the corner. So every little thing, you know, you find like a mole on your skin, you panic, you think, oh my gosh, that's cancer. So you need to go to the doctor immediately. You need to do all these reassuring behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, My son is actually having intrusive thoughts and blasphemous thoughts. So this is where it gets really tricky so um, as we are practicing Catholics, and sure. he is, he's just been confirmed. He's a very good boy. He's very mm-hmm. faithful, um, but okay. he is really having trouble with these thoughts. Yep. So the things I do kind of to manage my own behaviors um, aren't quite the same, and it's been a good eight or nine days now that it's like just every day he needs repeated reassurance that he's not going to hell that um god forgives him for these thoughts he doesn't know if the devil is talking to him um and so as people of faith i really struggle with how to help him to calm down without um taking god completely out of the equation yeah of course believe that the yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand what you're talking about. And we actually do a lot of this work through through pastoral solutions, because what you're describing is a kind of a, a, a it's, it's scruples, right? Basically, those kind of intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts, those religious ideations that, that just, uh, you know, that, that, that make him feel like, you know, he's outside of God's grace or that he's done something wrong. And it's, it's it, and he just kind of turns it over and over and over in his head. And, and it's really hard, you know, because you want to kind of talk him out of it or talk him through it. And it just, the more you do that, the more it spins out, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me offer some suggestions for what you can do um, while while you're waiting to work with someone. I, we actually do specialize in this in the pastoral counseling practice because it, it is hard to find a secular therapist who knows what to do with this. Because a lot of a lot of secular treatment for um, OCD involves exposure and response prevention. You know. So in other words, you know, if you have uh, you know, like you're, you're with your OCD, if, if, if you have health concerns, you know, the, pers- the, the therapist practicing ERP might, might uh, have you, you know, hold, I, I don't know, a dirty thing, you know, and, and, and kind of breathe through it and relax. And, 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 and uh, you can't have it, but you can't have a 12-year-old kid go out and sin and try to breathe through that. Or you know, an adult like, you know, or anyone. It so, just doesn't work that so way a lot with of those scrupulosity classic treatment. approaches for OCD just don't tend to work with scruples very well. Um, here's what I want you to do, though, okay? Um, scruples, OCD, uh, there's a great book actually by uh, Jeffrey Schwartz, it's a secular book, it's about OCD, it's called Brain Lock. Um, and in the book he kind of describes what's going on in the, in the brain when a person is having obsessive thoughts or compulsive behaviors. There's a, there's a part of the brain, it's called the right caudate nucleus. I'm not going to be a test on it or anything. But, but it, what happens is you, you get a pinched nerve there. Just like you can have a pinched nerve in any part of your body, like let's say a pinched nerve in your leg and it tenses up and it really, really hurts and you have to kind of breathe through it and relax it. Well, you can get a pinched nerve in this part of your brain too. And what that part of your brain does is it makes you have this sick, sinking feeling in your gut that something is wrong. Okay, and then your brain starts to argue with itself. So your feeling brain says, there's something wrong. But your thinking brain looks around and says, I don't see anything wrong. And the feeling brain says, no, there's something wrong, you're missing it. And the thinking brain says, there's, there's nothing wrong. And the feeling, and they just argue back and forth. And the, and the brain hates to argue with itself, so then what it does is it invents a ritual to try to create peace. It, it's kind of like you know a parent patronizing a kid. You know, say, All right, yeah, yeah, fine, there's something wrong. Um, just, just do this 50 times, you'll feel better. Oh, cool, okay. Uh, and then, it, but, and then it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But then it becomes a habit where the brain just kind of keeps going back and forth like that. Um, and the more you try to talk a person out of the scruples, the worse it tends to get because it, it's, it's an intellectual solution to an emotional problem. So the thing you really need to do while you're looking for someone to work with, whether you decide to work with us or somebody else, um, is, is, is say, let's not talk about this. Let, let, here, let me hold you. And I want you to hold him in your arms. In fact, you sit with him next to him. Just have him be close to you. And I want you to just focus both of you. On, real, on calming down and relaxing and just have him breathe with you, you know, stroke his hair, rub his back, hold him close. Let, you know, if you can be calm, what happens when, when we hug another person, for example, and, and you can have that ah, feeling. If you hold that person long enough to get that kind of, the, you know, uh, that exhale, what's happening is your body is downloading your relaxed emotions into the other person's body. You actually are syncing up your heart rate. You're syncing up your respiration. And so you're helping the other person just kind of calm down. That's what you want to be focusing on. Let's not talk about this. I want you to just focus on holding on to me. Breathe through this. Let's get through this together. You know, I, I, and he's going to, but, 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 you know, just, just focus on me holding you, me loving you. You're going to be okay. This is going to be all right. Just breathe with me. And you just focus on getting his body under control. Very much like if he had a pinched nerve in his leg and he was tensing up his leg and holding it and screaming, you, you'd help him stretch it out. You'd help him breathe through it. You'd help him relax. It's the same exact thing, only you really want to kind of have, let him be washed in, in your love. And in fact, while you're doing that, just be praying, Lord, please let my son know how much you love him. 
Help him to to remember all the ways you take care of him, even today. You know, start reviewing all the little things that went well for him and reminding him that those are hugs from God, the little ways that God is trying to show him that he loves him and that he's not outside of his grace regardless of how he feels. Don't talk him through it. Don't, don't argue with him about it. Don't, don't try to talk him out of anything. Just say, I love you so much, and I know that God loves you. Remember when this thing happened, and remember when, you, when, when God blessed you in this way. And, and just breathe with me. And to, so you're just really focusing on providing an emotional and physical response to that emotional and physical problem instead of trying to intellectually talk him out of it. Right? The more you can do that, the more you can help him recenter and refocus, which then helps him learn to self-regulate through this and decreases the, the time that he spends in this thing. Now, we, this, is the, this is the approach that we take. We have other things that we can do uh, in the pastoral counseling practice. And, and Brain Lock by Jeffrey Schwartz will offer you sort of a four-step process that can be adapted to this as well. I think it will be helpful for both of you. But if you'd like to learn more, you can check out our resources at catholiccounselors.com. This, is, this will be a very, again, it will take some time to stick, right? So you've got to be patient with it, but it's going to be a much more effective approach than trying to talk him through any of these things. And of course, Andrea, if you're saying, if you're hearing Greg say this and you're thinking, if I sit there and I'm holding him and I'm trying to download my emotional calm into his brain, I can't do it because I'm feeling so anxious about what he's going through, then all the more you both need to be able to get with somebody who can give you the skills to deal with your anxiety for yourself and for your son and together. You can be a great team helping each other through these challenges and it really could draw you very close together and make you both a lot more healed and healthy together. But we need to approach it. Sorry. In addition to Jeffrey Schwartz's Brain Lock book, I'd really recommend uh, also my book, Unworried. A life without anxiety. I think the technique, the techniques in there. We we approach anxiety from a, a physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual uh, direction, and and give you ideas in all of those areas how to approach anxiety. Um, and and although it's written for adults, it, everything's applicable to kids as well. And if you can learn some of those techniques, it's easily adaptable to, to kind of working with him on some of those things too. Um, but again, you know, our our whole team is well versed in all of those strategies. And we can help you if you wanted to work with us, if like, or if you want to work locally with somebody, that's fine too. Those resources will be helpful there as well. Thanks so much, Andrea, for the call. And I hope that these suggestions will at least get you started while you're working to get connected with somebody. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about um, a unworried a life without anxiety, or our pastoral counseling services where we provide Catholic integrated solutions to challenging emotional and relational problems, you can look us up at catholiccounselors.com. That's all the time we've got for today's program, and I want to thank all of you who've called in. If, if you, I'm sorry if you didn't make it on, but I wanted to add, let you know that we've added you to our More to Life prayer list uh, and that we are keeping your peace in our prayers today. And if you would like to learn more about the strategies that you can use, uh, especially those Catholic integrated strategies, those spiritual strategies that can help you live a more peaceful, joyful confident life in the face of the challenges that we all encounter come on over to catholiccounselors.com and check out my book unworried a life without anxiety where we do look at all the things that that cause anxiety all the things that can contribute to anxiety and how we can formulate physical emotional relational and spiritual defenses against anxiety so we can move from being worriers to being Warriors. Again, that name of that book is Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our services, you can visit us at catholiccounselors.com and learn how 
our whole team can help you lead a more faithful, abundant, and joyful marriage, family, or personal life. That's CatholicCounselors.com. I hope that you will have a wonderful day and that you'll get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you. Because you know what? With God's grace, there really is so much more to life. He wants you to experience all of it. Have a blessed day. Thanks for tuning in. been listening to more to life with dr greg and lisa popcheck more to life is a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn radio and is carried across the ewtn global catholic radio network our producer is dan mcgraw for copies of this program or for more information visit ave maria radio.net